You know, we have to continue the conversation that we were just having off the air, okay? Normally, I give you the big intro. Welcome in. This is great. Okay, great. Now, Bill and I have to uh, finish the conversation. Bill made a point to say right before we went on the air, two weekends <laughs> in a row that we've seen Michigan State win in a game that was heard right here on 760 WJR, Michigan win. And the Lions win. And, and Bill, two weekends in a row is actually um, quite historic. Maybe historic isn't the word, but I'll, I'll roll with it. Because last weekend was the first weekend in over four years that all three of them won. Uh, Paul W. Smith gave me a, a homework assignment on Monday morning, <laughs> and I went back and looked it up, and, and Bill, it was... Um, the weekend of September 22nd and 23rd, 2018, where all three of okay. them won on the same weekend. The Lions finished it off with that Sunday night win against the New England Patriots. New Isn't England, that crazy? Yep. Four years, Bill. That's amazing. Yeah, that, yeah, that really is <laughs> when you think about it. Because uh, Michigan and Michigan State have had pretty good uh, seasons the last few years. And, uh, and it, you know, it it probably has been the Lions losing more than State or uh, or the uh, Wolverines losing. But uh, two in a row for the Lions that break that road losing streak. And you know, as they were talking about Dan Campbell's first road win, I'm thinking back to the 2004 season. Okay, <laughs> when we went into Chicago, opening game. Okay, with the longest. Road losing streak in NFL history, <laughs> and uh, uh, and it was a it was a non-offensive touchdown in that game. I think it was Bracy Walker that returned a block field goal. Sean Rogers, who had a knack for that, he would plug out that middle and get that pop there, and he blocked the field goal. And Bracy Walker returned it for the touchdown uh, at uh, I, I think that was at the new or the old Soldier Field. It was Soldier Field. And uh, and we uh, ended that long dubious streak. So uh, maybe uh, Soldier Field's a place to go when you got to break one of those type of streaks as uh, as Dan Campbell and the Lions did today. Hey, and I'll tell you, to do it the way they did it as well, Bill, mm-hmm. again, I, I'm going to say the same thing I said at the beginning of the year. I'm not expecting a whole heck of a lot of W's this yeah. year. I, I'm just not. Yeah. I really think they're playing the long game, and I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. Let me make that crystal clear yeah with the extra draft picks and you know let, let's see what happens come 2023 mm-hmm. but to come back from double digits especially yeah. after you know in an incredible an incredible mm-hmm. play to come back from double digits and win the way they did and on a personal note now to beat the stinking bears as well yeah, <laughs> yeah no that that makes yeah. me very very happy yeah well uh fox actually put a graphic up um I think it was toward the end of the game about the last time the lions came back from 14 down in the fourth quarter. And I remember the game. Well, it was, I believe it was Halloween night. It was a Sunday night game at the old Metrodome, 1993. How about that, Sean? 1993 is the last time the lions were 14 down and we beat the Vikings. I know Herman Moore had a ridiculously long touchdown uh, pass uh, reception rather off of a Rodney Pete pass and, and we won the game late. 
And uh, but golly, that's the last time we came. We the Lions came from 14 points down in the fourth to win the game. So uh, the long game, I agree with you. And speaking of long, Sean, that winning drive was 91 yards. Oh, that's winning. When you can do that, that says something. Um, 91 yards. And and you referenced it earlier, the run by <laughs> by Justin Fields. That that young man. Oh, I mean, I'm ready for I'm ready for someone to say, okay, is he is he playing out of position? Even though quarterbacking wise, he did fine today. He did fine today. But wow, wow, what a weapon. And you know, to their credit, they've found a way to use him. So uh it'll be really fascinating to see where where he continues to go um, for the balance of the season and then obviously into the future. Bill, even the first play from scrimmage for the game, the first play from scrimmage, yeah, right. that, that design keeper where he just goes around end, I, like I sit back and I say to myself, yeah. why don't we see more of that? You know, I mean, there have been yeah, guys over right. the years and some people have said, mm-hmm. well, that might not work in the NFL. I, I think Fields is a guy that's showing people Yes, of course, you have to be able to throw. You can't just put a guy back yeah. there, you know, to play that wildcat, so to speak. But I think Fields is showing people, yeah, you can put in some interesting stuff in there yeah. and make things happen and, and and set up the pass that way. No question, John. And I, you know, you know, when we were growing up in the game, you know, the the unwritten rule, if not the written rule was you don't you don't want quarterbacks running the ball you're you're afraid for their safety this that and the other well the the rules have changed dramatically with respect to when you can hit someone how you can hit someone you know safety's become a a very predominant reality in the league and and in addition to that some quarterbacks are running more in addition to that as we've also talked on the show from time to time more and more of the college game is appearing in the NFL game. Never used to be that way, but it is. And when you see these RPOs and quarterbacks running like like Fields did today, um, you know, you can understand why. He's a threat. And, uh, you know, I never understood the, the sentiment about anti-quarterback running because, while well, he could get hit. Well, when a quarterback's in the pocket and he's getting pounded, that's about as tough a hit as you're going to endure throughout the game. Um, you know, when you're running, you know, if you, if you, if you can adapt to that part of the game, you have a way to uh, protect yourself a little more than you do when you're standing, you know, up in the pocket, not knowing where the defender's coming from. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's, it's good. It's going to be interesting to see how it changes because I mean, a guy like that, you can't put a price tag on, on what he brings to the table. And no, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, it was fun watching him, uh, yeah. you know, and, and as young quarterbacks are apt to do, mm-hmm. he made a very critical mistake in this game. Yes, and, he and, did. And yes. You know what? We've seen our fair share of that and, and he'll learn from it. You know, I, I think yep. he'll bounce back. But a critical yeah. mistake that uh, let let's face it really got things going for the Lions in that comeback yeah. attempt. No question. And when you can put six with the extra point seven points on the scoreboard from your defense, yep. that's huge. That is so huge psychologically, momentum wise, all those factors. And uh, for Akuda to get that, you know, kudos to him. 
The kid's obviously worked as hard as anyone to improve his game. And by every account, you know, going into the game, we all we all believed he had re- improved his game. And to get that reward is pretty special. And uh, Sean, um, your uh, your favorite new coach in the NFL, Jeff Saturday, just just won his opening game. I mean, isn't that wow? Great? Isn't that isn't great? That something? Oh, that that is. Let me ask you yeah. about Jeff Okuda, if I may, for a yeah. second, Bill, because uh, as you know, especially in this town. Um, if, if you say anything that isn't bashing the lions, you're bought and paid for blah, 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 all that stuff. And I remember when Jeff Okuda was drafted, I was talking with Lomas Brown and Lomas and I were discussing how a young cornerback in this league, it isn't easy. You're on an Island. Lomas made the point to say it might be the most difficult position, Mm -hmm. you know, for anybody to come in, you're on an Island. And that poor kid, not only does he come in as a young cornerback, he comes in in the worst possible year to come in. And, you know, people did the, why are you making excuses for this guy? Why are you making excuses for your guy? And and I would say all the time, that is not an excuse. The examples of a young Mm -hmm. cornerback coming into this league and being all that from day one are so few and far between. It's insane. I agree, Sean. And the reality is the, evolution of the rules over the last 10, 20 years have made it even harder, more difficult for the defense in general, but for the pass uh, defenders in particular. And as you said, there's a lot of pressure that goes with the number three overall pick as there was with him. And uh, in many respects, he's probably right on schedule when you consider all the external factors that he went through. You know, we'll go back. I'll go back to uh, Bryant Westbrook, who was a taught, I think it was five, fifth or sixth pick coming out that we drafted in the seven, I believe it was 98. And he struggled his rookie year. He became a really good player, but injuries derailed his career. It takes time. It absolutely takes time. And I agree with you and, and your reference about uh, Lomas suggesting that might be, uh, is there a more difficult position to play maybe other than quarterback? Of course. Yeah. Than, uh, than corner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that there is, I can't imagine that there is. And the kid because came in were, and COVID on an I Right. Exactly. That's the point. That's it's crazy. That's, you know, those external. Yeah. So, and the other reality is that we can speak honestly about this coming from Ohio state. The other 10 guys on the field were pretty darn good. Yeah. When he was out yeah. there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and that helps. That's complimentary football at its finest. Um, he probably didn't have that supporting cast. The Lions are trying to build that supporting cast. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. And uh, you know, happy for him that he uh he saw some uh, some fruit today from his uh his labor. Lions knock off the Bears 31 to 30, improved to three in six on the season. Two wins in a row. And you're probably asking yourself, when is the last time they won three in a row? We'll tell you when we come back. How's that? He's Bill Keenest. I'm Sean Belegian. So glad you could join us on a Sunday night here. It is Gridiron Wrap on 760 WJR. Well, appreciate our friends from Ford, to be sure, and appreciate you joining us on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. Uh, Bill Keenest, that's him. I'm Sean Belegian. Of course, Blake with us as well. 
We appreciate uh, Blake and everything he does. Uh, Bill, Aaron Rodgers has only thrown 18 passes today. He has 13 completions. <laughs> but three of them are for touchdowns to Christian Watson, who has four receptions, 107 yards, and three touchdowns. And the Packers just tied the Cowboys at Lambeau Field. Isn't and they and they were down by 14, like the Lions were today, yep. I believe. So yep. uh I mean, if today is anything, Sean, it's a uh affirmation of it ain't over till it's over. And uh like we were talking earlier, that that Vikings Bills game. I don't know if instant classic does it justice, mm -hmm. especially the ending of that game. What a remarkable, remarkable football game. You brought up such a great point. And I, I think this is the lifelong football fan and coach and uh, everything you've done in the game. You brought up mm -hmm. such a great point about that, the end of that game. And I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> I want you to bring it yeah. up right here. Well, as, as, Everyone's watching that game. Minnesota's in position to still one on the road. Uh, they have some shots, goal to go, and, you know, a half a foot to go, a half a yard on fourth down, and they get stuffed. And how many people thought game over? Well, there was still time on the clock. Buffalo still had to get out of the end zone. So I'm sure everyone's thinking safety potentially there and then what dominoes that would start tumbling which it would have but on the next play for there to be a fumble and for minnesota recover it if that's not a if that's not a billboard if that's not just something screaming to everyone in any kind of sport any kind of team sport individual or otherwise that it's not over till it's over. Mm. Don't stop competing because you never know. And then even the flow of the game in overtime um, also contributed to that. Buffalo didn't, I mean, let's back up. Buffalo didn't think it was over when they lost that fumble. They didn't think it was over. Maybe all their fans were trying to gather themselves thinking, how did we just lose this game? Buffalo goes down the field. And, and ties it with the field goal. Now they have the momentum. Minnesota gets the coin toss, right? <laughs> they win the coin toss. And they took the ball. And, and they go uh, kick the field goal. And they have that momentum. And then the Bills go right down the field again. And Patrick Peterson. Wow. Patrick Peterson does what he's done his whole career. And comes up with the game's ceiling play. And, you know, the thing that I thought of more than anything was that plane ride from Buffalo to Minnesota for those Vikings is going to be off the charts. Uh, sort of like the Lions ride, even though it's a little shorter from Chicago. But to win that game against arguably the at least public favorite to yeah. get to the Super Bowl, one of the two or three in Buffalo at that stadium, holy moly. Kudos to Kevin McConnell, uh, Kevin O'Connell, and and the uh, and the Vikings, and uh, what a win! What a win! Justin Jefferson with one of the best catches yeah. you will ever see, and if you yeah. haven't seen it yet, go yeah. find it. It's not going to be hard to find. Trust me when I no. say that. Uh, yeah. And I, I I told you before, Bill, I love 
love, love Josh Allen. I, I just yeah. think that kid's yeah. a gamer. I don't know what he was doing on that interception, but uh, I, right. I just love it. But that was a fantastic finish. And before I forget, uh, my buddy Joe, who's listening, has already called me a jerk <laughs> and said, will you tell us already the last time the Lions won three in a row? Joe, yeah. this is for you. Uh, Bill, they won a game at Lambeau Field yep. on I- November 6th. Yeah. In 2017, then beat the Bears yep. by two touchdowns, yeah. then beat the Bears or the Browns by two touchdowns, yeah. then beat the Bears on the road 27 yeah. 24 to improve to six and four on the season going back yeah. to 2017. The, uh, the, the win in Lambeau was a night game. It was an ESPN game, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the win at Soldier Field, I, I know I mentioned this on the, on the show previously but that came down to a matt prater field goal i think it was 52 yards and i remember turning to matt barnhart we were both standing on the sideline and i'm like and i'm and so we're on the sideline at the end of the game you could feel the wind i mean it's swirling it's gusting it's like i was even doubting whether we'd even try a field goal because the wind was so unpredictable and so strong and I turned to Matt and I said, if he makes this field goal, it'll be the greatest kick I've ever seen. And he nailed it. He nailed it. And uh, I mean, Matt Prater did that so many times for the Lions. He was such a clutch kicker. And uh, yeah, that was, uh, and, and you know, the game before, I think the game before the win in Green Bay was we lost to the Steelers in a game where we had five chances from the one-yard line. (laughs) And then what happens after we get, we get stuffed on, uh, on fourth down. Wasn't that the, the, the touchdown pass to Juju Smith-Schuster? Yeah. 90 plus yard. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, (laughs) so, uh, why is it that we're talking about three wins (laughs) when I come up with that? (laughs) Hey, Such you know what? It's it's it's, it's yeah. I know what a historical guy you are, and there's nobody better than than Bill Keenis. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. That's why uh, Lions looking to make it three in a row next week. It's not going to be easy. Uh, the opponent, of course, the New York Jets, who yeah. won again today. Uh, the the or excuse me, the New York Giants. Giants. I said yeah. the Jets. My apologies. The Giants shockingly at seven and two. And listen, there are a lot of surprises around the national football league bill. I don't think there's a bigger surprise in the giants. I really don't. No, I agree, Sean. I mean, first year head coaches are establishing a culture. I mean, going into this season, there was as many question marks about the quarterback as there was about, you know, the team collectively almost, you know, shake one Barkley's coming back. How good is he going to be from an injury? Um, they lose their top receiver early in the year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was just so many things and uh, boy, oh boy, are they playing well? No doubt and, about that. And the other thing that, that we we've heard more than we've talked about, we've talked about it in a positive fashion, but there was another graphic up on, on one of the games today that this year is, I believe historical for how many close games for how many one possession games there have been for how many teams that have won after trailing in the fourth quarter so that's what nfl football is and the giants are winning the close games 
The Vikings won a close game today. You know, most of them are, are one possession games, one or two at the most. That's NFL football. That's yep. that's what the league wants. That's, I believe, what the fans want. And it just, uh, I don't think it's ever been better. Bill, I'm a big fan of the term selling hope because I think that yeah. is, is what the league is doing yes. for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes. I really firmly believe that. If you're a Lions fan right now, mm-hmm. hey, this just in, you're not that far out of the playoff picture. Right. I mean, it, that's where we're at. The San yeah. Francisco 49ers right now are four and four. Yeah. If they lose tonight, Bill, yeah. the Lions are a game back right. of the playoffs. It's yeah. incredible. It is. And I believe the NFL is the only sport of the of the four major where you can truly believe that. It's not only hope, it's belief because it's happened so often. You don't hear about worse the first in baseball or basketball or hockey. Hockey's a little different because the playoffs are so unique. You get a hot goalie and he can ride, they, a team can ride on his back through the playoffs. We've seen it. We've seen under 500 teams make it to the Stanley Cup finals in the NHL. But in the NBA and basketball, it's it's pretty much true to script. Baseball's a little different with the, with the salary cap. You know the the, the the differences there, but it's pretty much the teams you would expect. Tampa Bay's been an exception over the years, but um, but yeah, in the NFL, selling hope is is powerful. It's powerful, and you know, line fans are going to wake up tomorrow and not talking about the record. They're going to talk about we're only a game out of the playoffs. Woo-hoo! Okay, what's the record? Doesn't matter. And you know what? It, it doesn't matter. Nope. Nope. Where are you in the standings? And when you're that close, you're that close. You got it. By the yep. way, before we break, our resident bookie, our in-house bookie, if you will, Blake said, this is also a, hysteric, a historical year for taking the under. Mm. So keep, keep an you eye on that. I would know that, Sean. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe we'll pick Blake's brain uh, a little yeah. later and, and ask him to uh, – to, to elaborate on that. All right, don't go anywhere. It was a fantastic. I know we've talked a lot about the NFL, but it was a fantastic football weekend. And it started Friday night in a game that was heard right here on 760 right. WJR. Yeah. We'll get into that yeah. when we come back. He's Bill Keenest. I'm Sean Belegian. This is Gridiron Wrap on 760 WJR. Well, I thought Ford first. I have my F-150 and absolutely love it to death. <laughs> so we thank our uh, our friends at Ford for being a part of this and, of course, for you for being a part of it. Now, Blake, I, I described you as our resident bookie. You actually have that information at your fingertips, how yes. the under seems to be ruling so far in the National Football League this year. Yeah, so going into this week – the over has hit in 57 games and the under has hit in 86 games. So wow. under is hitting in about 60% of games. Wow. Wow. Well, there's your betting info from uh, the one and only bookie. Here is there, <laughs> do you guys think that there's any particular reason why that's happening this season? Cause I, I have a theory. I think they're probably not scoring as many points as uh, predicted. Well, I think I was trying to be funny there, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. With uh with like a lot of teams not playing their starters in preseason, the first oh, four weeks of the yeah. season is really 
NFL teams preseason almost now. Yeah. So teams just aren't cool. scoring as much. Yeah. That's an I think interesting that's a great point. point. Yeah. I really do. That's an, by the yeah. way, Bill, uh, just to share a conversation you and I had, the NFL wins and wins and wins. Yeah. They are loving how the schedule has played out today. You had the Lions-Bears matchup end in two big markets, Detroit and mm-hmm. Chicago. Yep. We went right to Minnesota-Buffalo, which went right to Dallas and Green Bay. Yeah. Dallas and Green Bay is basically going to take us to the Sunday night game. Yeah. I, I mean, the NFL just wins over and over and over. No question. And I know how much time Mike North from the NFL and his team spend on on the schedule. And uh, some of it, you know, you just go with your gut instincts. But today's schedule, especially with with the uh, the Bills, Vikings, I mean, who would have thought? Minnesota was going into that game seven and one. I mean, holy moly. But, you know, obviously Cowboys Packers, uh, that type of game, everyone's expected it to be this type of game. No one expected the Packers to be what they were going into it, but the ratings I'm sure will, uh, you know, certainly uh, show exactly what you said, Sean, it'll confirm it big time. That's why the NFL is King. Yep. No doubt about that. I, I, I say it all the time, Bill. I don't care if you're a bigger college fan or high school fan or you're a bigger baseball or hockey or basketball fan. The NFL is sitting on the throne. You, you, you've you got yeah. to accept that and we'll all move on. Right. But yeah. with that being said, uh, Friday night was incredible all over our great mm-hmm. state. Uh, Blake called it one of the best football games he's mm-hmm. ever seen. Uh, that game between Rochester Adams and Clarkston on Friday night was unbelievable. That was, you can't turn off this game excitement. And you know what, Sean, it was, and it may have been one of the best games at any level, but what gets me, and I literally have chills as I'm about to share this thought. These are high school kids performing at that level where in my opinion, the pressure for high school kids is greater than college or the pros. They're young. They can never escape it. They've got their their neighbors, okay, their classmates, you know, their family, the community. They are under the microscope 24-7. And then you're playing your one of your arch rivals, Adams and Clarkston, you know, I mean, they're neighboring communities. And a game like that, to see those young men perform at that level is remarkable. And uh, and we haven't even talked about the Clarkston quarterback yet. Yeah. You know, yeah. what, uh, you know, Stephen Kosak, I believe is his name. I mean, that young man uh, woke up Friday morning. He's the backup quarterback. And he's probably thinking, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get in unless the game's you know, out of reach either way, which no one expected um, for good reason. And the starting quarterback for Clarkson couldn't play. And here's this young man. I think he played in parts of three games this year. And for him to ultimately throw the winning touchdown pass with less than a second on the clock or whatever it was, that young man created a memory for thousands of high school football fans and for himself that is beyond remarkable. And you talk about 
David Goliath, all that stuff. I mean, the young man physically is not, you know, at the stature a lot of those players were, but he was undaunted. And you, you talk about the beauty of high school sports and and crossing that line and being in the arena, as we've talked about, the great, the man in the arena. All those young men were in the arena on Friday night. And uh, and remember, Sean, I think it was, was a third down where – they were, it looked like they were running an option and he slips Yep, and loses four or five yards. And it was like, and I know what I thought. I thought, Oh no, I don't want to see that for that young man, you know, to lose the game when you're, you slip, but he got, he actually got kicked inadvertently by one of his linemen. He got tripped is what happened. Um, but still, and then, uh, and then, but for the, the coaches to call the play and then, the young man that caught the ball, uh, Deshaun Stevens, he had three touchdowns in that game. Unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, it it was remarkable, just remarkable. It, it it had everything you could ask for. I mean, you have highly recruited athletes. You have, as you mentioned, a rivalry. Uh, Adams only lost this year. And, and you know the number one sign that you are watching a darn good game, and I, I, I literally have kept this in my back pocket ever since I caught myself doing it. Bill, I'm sitting there watching that game by myself. My yeah. my wife and daughter are in bed, and I'm sitting there watching that game, and I caught myself laughing out loud. Like, you know <laughs> yeah. that? Are you kidding me? Kidding like, me. Yeah. Nobody else yeah. is in the room, you know, because right. it really was the end of that yeah. game. It's like when Adam scored, you're like, okay, that's got to be the dagger. No, wait, there's more. Yeah. And I'm literally laughing out loud in, in enjoyment. Right. And I caught myself doing it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to have to remember to bring this up to those guys on Sunday <laughs> night because uh, uh, to me, that's the number one sign that you know you're enjoying the game. So no uh, doubt. Rochester Adams, uh, congratulations. Uh, you guys have been a fantastic program. Oh. No doubt about that. You guys have yeah. nothing to hang your heads about. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough loss. There's no doubt about that. But uh, seriously, thanks for the memories. That was an incredible game that, Bill, I think you rightfully so – mention i think we're all going to remember that one for a long time to come a long time a long time and again let's not forget as we remember that these are young these are teenage boys i mean remarkable to have the composure the fortitude the ability to get back up after a play doesn't go your way and to to stay in the arena and compete is just incredible and uh my hat's off to everyone involved and uh and the community showed up it was a huge crowd and uh is that not the beauty of it all why we love high school sports why we in particular love high school football got a couple more weekends of games as well yeah. i mean that's that's the coolest thing uh, they're they're not they're not close to being done yet you know i mean no. we got a slew of games left to go and of course mm -hmm. it all culminates in uh ford field as well uh, what is that? The 25th and 26th at Ford field, the day after yeah. Thanksgiving and the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Right. So I right. know we're going to have a lot of those games here in conjunction with our friends in mm -hmm. Bally's. So, uh, certainly if you're so inclined, uh, we'll have that action for you right here on 760 WJR. We'll check into Lambeau. Of course, uh, if you weren't aware, uh, the Green Bay Packers scored a couple of touchdowns in the fourth quarter to tie the Dallas Cowboys at 28 apiece. They are currently in overtime. We'll check in with that. D2 playoffs announced as well. 
pretty cool for the GLIAC Conference three, count them three, in-state teams heading to the Division II playoffs. We'll tell you about that and more. Final segment of the show on a Sunday night here on 760 WJR. Well, so many things to hit on. Uh, first, we'll tell you, coming up tonight, uh, you've got the Chargers and the Niners tomorrow, Washington and Philly. Uh, Bill, I already read an article this past week on whether or not the Philadelphia Eagles can go 17-0. and I think it's too early uh, to start that talk. Yeah. They're not even halfway there yet. But with that being said, uh, they, they certainly look to be the best in the league right now. And uh, we're lamenting during the break, boy, how fun would an Andy Reid versus <laughs> his old team uh, in the Super Bowl be that would be that, pretty fun to say the least. Yeah, it'd be uh, that would be incredible, absolutely incredible. I think Andy's still beloved in Philadelphia, which says a lot, you know, with those <laughs> those sports fans in Philly. But how can you not? How can you not appreciate Andy Reid? I mean, he is he he's remarkable. He's he's a Hall of Fame coach. There's yeah. no question. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that is looking ahead. But that's all, that's the other thing we do. We have hope and we look ahead. Yep, and, that's exactly uh, that's it. Part of it. That, yeah, they're they're in the same basket there. So uh, nothing wrong with that. Hey, want to want to get this out there uh, very quickly? Congratulations to three GLIAC teams, yeah. all in the state of Michigan, that go into the Division Two playoffs. A Grand Valley, the number one seed, uh, Coach Matt Mitchell, doing a fantastic job mm-hmm. with the Lakers. Of course, the defending champions. Tony Anise and, and the Ferris State Bulldogs, uh, they're heading back to the playoffs, and they will face in the first round. How about the Davenport Panthers? Unbelievable. McEwen, uh, great story. It really is. Fantastic yeah. story. Bill, you even asked me during the break, you were, wait, didn't they just start their program? Yes, they did. Yeah. They just started it going back seven years ago, and, and to have three teams from the same conference go to the D2 playoffs, Boy, it, it tells you about the respect around the nation for the GLIAC. No question, Sean. And I I don't want to put you on the spot because that's a pretty unfair question. But I can't imagine there's any other conference that has anything close to what the GLIAC has as far as playoff qualifiers. I, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, most years you see two come out of the GLIAC. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I know... The year that Wayne State went, and I, I can say we, yeah. as I've, I've been with them for 13 years now, mm-hmm. there were two that year. And most years, in recent years, it's been Grand Valley and 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 Ferris, obviously. But three, boy, I, I, I don't yeah. remember a time where it happened. And, it, you know, Bill, here's the thing. It's deserved. I mean, it no really doubt. is. I mean, mm-hmm. Davenport has two losses. Who did they lose to? Grand Valley and Ferris. <laughs> Ferris, yeah. Ferris has wow. one loss. Who did they lose to? Grand Valley. Grand uh, Valley. So, uh, yeah, it, it just outstanding. And so the D2 playoffs start next week. Uh, can't wait for that to start. Unfortunately, it wasn't uh, uh, a, a year that anybody expected with Wayne State. But uh, Coach right. Winters has taken that right. team back to the championship game before. And uh, hopefully he can get her going again. No doubt about it. Uh, I, no Bill, I, fantastic level of football. I don't think it gets the credit no question. it deserves. Now, and you know what, Sean? The other thing. And we have talked about this before, but is there another state in the country that has the level of football at all three levels as Michigan? Yep. Um, you know, you go to the MIAA, 
the Division Three. I think uh, Albion's leading now, and uh, uh, Olivet maybe. I forget who, but but great football. The first the first intercollegiate athletic conference in the nation historically, mm. the very first, and then the GLIAC. What you just said today. And then, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, the three directional schools, Central, Eastern, Western. I mean, what other state has the type of football and the Packers just beat the Cowboys? <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, in overtime with a field goal. And uh, can you believe it? Hope, baby. The yep. Packer fans had hope going into that game. Who would have thunk it? But, uh, wow, we love this game, don't we, Sean? Phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Michigan can stand on a par with any state in the union as far as high school football, not to mention what we spent half the show talking about, high school football. Yep. So uh, we're fortunate. and We are very fortunate to be in this state as football fans. Well, you know, it's interesting. We talk so much about the Green Bay quarterbacks. You know, it was – Brett Favre went right into Aaron Rodgers. It's pretty much that way with their kickers as well. It was Ryan yeah. Longwell. And then all of a sudden yeah, this right. Mason Crosby guy comes around. And yeah. it, it seems like Mason yeah. Crosby's been with the Packers for 50 years. It really does. It really does. Well, I mean, he's, you know, his beard is, is salt and pepper. I mean, he's got a lot of gray on him. Um, but uh, he's had an, an incredible career. And Sean, before we end the show, I want to give a shout out to a, a Flint Metro school, Goodrich, that is moving on in the playoffs. They beat Orchard Lake St. Mary's last week. I think it was 40 to 20, doubled the score. I mean, what a great season for the Goodrich uh, Martians, I think their nickname is. It is. But, uh, kudos, yep. Goodrich, and all the teams that are moving on. Yeah, you're going to be a fantastic uh, weekend again next weekend. I don't know what game we have just yet on our uh, uh, partnership with Bally, but uh, if you're a high school football fan, uh, we'll have some action for you right here. I I will echo your sentiments a thousand times over. Boy, if you're a football fan, you got it made in the great state of Michigan, no doubt. Uh, Bill, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, Have yourself a great week. Uh, Blake, you do the same. Thanks for everything that you do. And most importantly, thank you for joining us here. It's Gridiron Wrap right here on 760 WJR. Good night, everybody.